Section 4 of Humorous Readings and Recitations. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. Humorous Readings and Recitations. Edited by Leopold Wagner. Section 4 by the Lady Freemason by H. T. Craven. Vainly we seek it, Sanskrit or Greek writ, in history the mystery of Solomon's secret. The dark queen of Sheba perhaps tried to get hold of it, but didn't, at least if she did, were not told of it. If Mabel of Lodge Number One lets it slip, his brother O'Kane of Lodge Two gives the grip. Allegarot, they say, be that as it may. The Cowan is somewhat put out of the way. So now, if you fear for my prudence, dispel it. First place, I don't know. Next, I don't mean to tell it. But praise a shrewd guess, if you think I deserve it. The cream of the secret is... How to preserve it a sworn brother mason who'd ever disseminate his knowledge or blab would be worse than effeminate on feminine weakness though let me be resent remembering the tale of the famous miss betty saint ledger whose name sheds a permanent grace on one fifty the lodge of the lady freemason my lord Donnerail, ne'er known to fail in duties masonic held land in entail with mansion near dublin of such wide dimension that freemason's lodge of no little pretension was warranted chartered and duly appointed and worshipful ruler my lord was anointed no master twas said ever laid down the law so no masons kept secrets so sacred or swore so none drilled and so skilled were in separate degree by the p m presiding of course my lord d in beggar's description you fail to appreciate the hubbub within when they met to initiate such tiling and tapping such knocking and rapping such shrieks and such squeaks such clapping and slapping such mauling and hauling and tearing and swearing such whispering of secrets and tell if you're daring such groans and such yells and such roast goosey smells when the poker was used like the scene in the bells you doubtless have thought so appalling enerving you think twas some madman who thought himself irving the cauterization on good information amounted i say to a partial cremation and sore on the subject were all aaron's gay sons next day when the boys gave em sauce for fried masons be it known that miss betty was donnerail's daughter and one richard aldworth aspired to court her yet made his advances with progress so scanty 
he really remained much in status quo ante his motto was spiro but hope was at zero in the lady's eye dick didn't pose as a hero when her father lord donnerell asked of him whether he joined the f m s he had shown the white feather whereat the proud beauty declared that no other should er be her slave than a man and a brother so dick having dined and not quite composmentis agreed to go in for an entered apprentice the eve had arrived and the hall so baronial was decked in due form for the night ceremonial miss betty in passing downstairs chanced to see though the chub had been locked they had left in the key of a small ante-room of some minor utility but prized by the lodge for its accessibility miss said to herself though i fear the attempt i should like to see what a lodge is like empty oh daughters of eve there are some who believe your tongues are your weakness your failing verbosity while others contend you never amend of that fault mrs bluebeard possessed curiosity now i thought i'd fain dub such slanders as petty own they do say as much of dear charming miss betty though found to be equal to hold tongue or speak well with other good masons but wait for the sequel in through this outer door closing it warily out through an inner door softly and fairly she's there in the lodge where wax tapers are blazing all deftly arranged with precision amazing in the east for the worshipful boss is a throne in the west senior warden the places all shown no doubt to prevent any squabbles or wrangles initialed on chairbacks in gilded triangles on a table deep mysteries we must not unravel the mallet the plum and the gauge and the gavel other engines whose users we fear to unriddle the thumbscrew the pincers a poker a griddle with tapers and papers and paraphernalia blue ribbons and jewels and things called regalia the silence and solitude there were delicious and any one caring to feel superstitious might fancy the ghosts of freemasons translated to lodges above or below reinstated arrayed in their mouldy old aprons each brother past master who'd pass from this world to another but horrors of horrors whilst here she was musing came footsteps without and oh sound most confusing she heard the key turned that same key that beguiled in the first mentioned door now twas locked and fast tiled she rushed to the ante-room wild to get back but this cooled her courage twas now called a sack and hark in the lodge to augment her disaster the masons assembling escorting the master to hide while she thought how to scape from mishap she closed the other door 
of this snug little trap that door has a crevice and thereby new woes arise to secrets forbidden in vain tis to close her eyes how can she but note the masonic particulars with no cotton wool to cram in her articulars she heard her dad ask most distinctly and trembled at dogberry's words are we here all dissembled then commenced ceremonials misty and mystical questions and answers in form catechistical my lord in a tone both emphatic and sonorous impressing on each that his duties were onerous one duty to betty seemed highly improper twas kill without questioning any eavesdropper when the master with sudden and well-feigned dismay for he very well knew that he'd got it to say cried hark there's a danger i feel that a stranger who's seeking for knowledge is coming this way each took up a napkin and end dipped in water and cried porcitorius give him no quarter while outside the door sundry knocks loud and clamorous as vulcan might deal when in humor sledge hammerous were echoed within by three knocks just the same with the pertinent query how now what's your game and a chap disabelle in great perturbation is run in very much like a prig to a station disguised as he was through the apropos hole the lady identified all worse red pole and thought well i wish you poor fellow good luck or more to the purpose i wish you good pluck for her father was urging in solemn oration you need my young friend for your fearful probation endurance true courage and strong veneration we commence with don't grin sir a pleasant frivolity just give of endurance a taste of your quality tis nothing a toweling brothers prepare then each had a flick at dick's legs which were bare he danced and he pranced at each cut of the towel and prod from the rear with a sharp-pointed trowel and looked as he capered in lily-white kilt the ghost of a highlander dancing a lilt to scotch eyes however the steps might seem clever dick showed less a hero in betty's than ever and shocked when he cried cutting up rather rough the long stroke your optics hold hard that's enough enough said the worshipful yes of this fun stern proof of your courage has not yet begun die here sir those knocks brothers let in the stoker and form a procession to bring in the poker see the surgeon is ready to make all secure with lancet and tourniquet bandage and ligature but why freeze your marrow your feelings why harrow your hearts are too soft and our space is too narrow to tell all the horrors twould fill you with awe to listen to half that elizabeth saw let us come back to dick's howl such a howl which as soon as she heard it miss betty fell down in a swoon all in a lump 
with a bump and a thump that made all the brothers to gape and to jump and turn pale and cry begad there's a spy shut up that closet and there he shall die to rush to the chamber to find what was in it and seize the eavesdropper was the work of a minute to lift up and shake her to rouse up and wake her to consciousness then in the lodge-room to take her was work for six brothers who cried as they brought her we sought her and caught her my lord cried my daughter and sunk down is needing himself as supporter in rushed the tylers crusty old filers with anger abusting their blessed old bilers looking so grim at her one raised his cimeter and to very short shift was advancing to limit her as hold cried my lord hear your master or rather i speak to you all as her judge not her father perchance she knows nothing and if she will swear it her life shall be spared i your master will spare it oh tell me my child what you've seen what you've heard the truthful girl sobbed every act every word alas faltered he you have sealed your own doom and down with the spy cried each one in the room one raised a dagger some shouted scrag her some raised a trap-door and rushed forward to drag her when a voice like thunderclap topped all the rest and dick semi-dressed presented his breast before her strike here was his manly request strike me if you dare by jingo i swear of her you shall touch not so much as a hair i mean my good sirs whatever occurs to your lives or mine you shall not take hers her white arm how dare you place finger or fist on and dick shooting out his own arm like a piston knock over a senior warden who held her sent spinning a middle-aged junior his elder hit out a tyler a blatant reviler mashed the mug of a masher called tim the beguiler look out cried another the saxons a bruiser and straightway got on his conk a confuser a dozen unitedly shouted excitedly fell him or else this young fellow will wallop us tell him or else this young fellow will wallop us down went two deacons not very weak ones and a blow on the nose of the third burst a polyps when the hero dick now at the title arrives denied him before he had handled his fives so many bawling reeling and sprawling for each brother knocked down another in falling had fluttered the voices from east to the west he paused like a warrior taking his rest or spartan who caused lots of persians to topple he took breath as he did a place called thermopylae now outspoke my lord in a masterful way a truce and a parley i've something to say 
tis writ in our laws if an eavesdropper pries and flitches our secrets he mark the he dies now this is a she therefore not an eavesdropper to kill her i say would be highly improper unless she objects to do as directs the master samoa now mark what i say next let's make her a mason and put a good face on the matter believing she'll prove not a base on i'll take on myself ending doubt and confusion to write to great queen street and get absolution then up take the stoker a regular croaker i'd like to know how you'll get over the poker long ago said my lord the precise anis mundi i can't call to mind regno coli jucundi a monarch whose province was pipo cum fidlum a part of the region of great carididulum sundry by-laws were passed for emergencies various whereby the submission to branded is vicarious will some volunteer her substitute here submit to this crucial test tis severe dick on now spake and to the stake i'll go like a martyr as proxy to take all over again for the dear lady's sake that is here he tenderly glanced she approving i do said the maiden in accent quite loving agreed shouted all who'd been punched be it so glad no doubt of the chance to give dick quid pro quo the lady withdrew in well-guarded condition the decks quickly cleared for the second edition of flicks and of kicks pinching and licks twinging and singeing but murmur of dick's none heard in a word he was truly heroic and went through all with a smile like a stoic and when he so rumpled from processes recent retired to make himself decently decent miss st ledger returned resolution her face on took the oath and was entered a prenticed freemason moral when you meet with a mason just mention this lass i warrant she'll prove an excuse for a glass if he's a true brother the toast is a favorite he's good for a bottle but mind you don't pay for it you've but to edge her name in and pledge her the lady freemason miss betty st ledger end of section four recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c